You are listening to WPRK 91.5, the voice of Rollins College, Winter Park, Florida. Welcome to the Crummer Hour on WPRK 91.5 Rollins College. I'm your host, Clara Mount. Today's show is brought to you by the Crummer Graduate School of Business at Rollins College and Victor Media Group. You can check out Victor Media Group and its growing library of shows and podcasts at victormediagroup.co. This season of the Crummer Hour is dedicated to examining service as we meet with Rollins and Crummer alumni who are serving the Crummer community as well as the community at large. Today's guest is Marcus Davis. He's a current MBA student at the Crummer School, and he also serves as a student representative on the Rollins College Alumni Board, as well as on Crummer's diversity, equity, and inclusion team. And I'm here with our panel of Crummer students and alumni, which includes Kyle Sawyer, current student in EA MBA 37, Heidi Gardner, current student in EA MBA 37, Sophie Fountain, current student in EA MBA 38, and as always, I'm Clara Mount, MBA 2020. Welcome, everyone. Hi, Clara. Hi, welcome. Thank you. How are you? In a moment, we're going to listen to the Crummer Connections interview with Marcus Davis that was broadcast this past November. But before we do that, I always like to ask the panel to share some of your thoughts about what should we listen for uh, in that interview. So, Kyle, you're up first. What should the listeners check out? Yeah, everybody who knows Marcus knows that he's driven uh, as a student and a leader. Um, and I think anyone who listens... Uh, to his interview will think the same. Awesome. How about you, Heidi? Yeah, I think honestly, your advice on run and run faster is quite applicable to today. You know, as we're going through this period of the great resignation and as we are entering ourselves into the job market, your, your advice definitely resonated with me and I know it will resonate with um, our viewers. Um, so yeah, definitely check it out. It's amazing stuff. Love that. Sophie. I really liked your segment when you talked about how you don't believe in luck, but you believe in preparation. I think you can find luck here and there, but it ultimately stems from the preparation that you put in. And you definitely seem like a guy who prepares and doesn't rely on luck. So I think everybody should um, do that. Oh, those are awesome takeaways. Uh, for my side, I just want to add that Marcus seems like the kind of person who really takes initiative to accomplish things that he really wants to, and that shows in the stories he shares. And I, I think that's really inspiring. So in the second half of the show, we're going to have Marcus Davis here with us live to discuss more about his views on service and his Crummer experience. So make sure you stay tuned for that. But first, we're going to check out that Crummer Connections interview. The first segment of Crummer Connections is called Service is Personal, and it lets us understand our guests' personal motivations for leading and serving. The next thing you hear is going to be host J.B. Adams welcoming our guests. So let's get started. Marcus Davis, welcome to the show. That was fantastic. It's awesome to be here. And I thank you for having me, honestly. All right, Marcus, we start right out of the gate uh, by asking you to share your philosophy of service and why is it important? What do you think? Wow, that's huge. I think service is one of the most important things anybody could take a part of in their communities because I think it's your way to contribute to the next generation of people. Um, I've always thought it was super important because if it wasn't for people dedicating their time to the next generation, I might not be where I am today. And I think because of that, it has allowed me to look at service in two different ways. First, servant leadership. I think it's super big to kind of dedicate yourself in order to see work happen and come to fruition. And second, I look at situational leadership. And I think we are often given some obstacles and challenges that we are forced to be resilient and flexible. Now, I want to go back to something that you just said, that you've been the recipient. Can you tell us more about that? So I'm trying to uncover where your philosophy comes from. Great question. I think that it comes from my mentors and family members that I had a long time ago. Um, I've always been told from my family to focus on having multiple plans and having strategies to kind of get to where you want to go. I think it's kind of cliche to say, but I feel like everyone has been told at one point, you can be whatever you want to be, but you have to put in the work. My mentors and my family have done just that, but also given me tools to allow me to kind of put that practice through a process so that I can get to where I want to go. 
All right. So we're going to talk about the actual service that you are participating in right now. So you are on the Rollins Alumni Board as a student representative. Correct. So for the sake of our listeners, let's explain to them what that means. What is the purpose of the Rollins Alumni Board? What function does it serve? And how would you say that you're contributing to it? Okay. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I mean, to start, I became a part of this alumni board because of the dedication to service that I had while I was in my undergrad and different things that I've participated in while I was in undergrad, including the Black Student Union, um, intramurals, sorority and fraternal life. Um, as a residential life and explorations has allowed me to kind of put myself out in a lot of different environments and communities that have really made a mark on the Rollins community. I think leadership isn't always about representing the people, but it's also about bringing change and bringing your people along. And I, that's kind of what the alumni board serves as. They work in the background to ensure that the Rollins experience is constantly a good experience for not only the students, but alumni in the process. So I've dedicated my time to working with them to help bring change and good change into the future for the next generation of students here at Rollins. And for anyone who's interested or intrigued about serving on the board, what would you say to somebody who wants to get involved and, you know, offer their participation in their services? Oh, that's awesome. I think that it's important to really step outside your comfort zone. I think this, this is a golden nugget that we'll talk about, but I had a mentor tell me he doesn't believe in luck. But he did believe in being prepared for your moment. Um, you never know when a moment will come to you, but you need to be prepared for that moment so that way you can get to where you're at. How does that matter to the question JB just asked me is, I didn't prepare to be a part of the Alumni Board Association, but I put myself in a lot of different environments that allowed me to gain experiences with a lot of different communities of people. I built a lot of relationships with a lot of different people, and because of that, what is valuable for especially the alumni board is for someone who knows a little bit about different communities and I was prepared and ready for my moment. So they approached me like, listen, you did very well in building relationships and being a part of a lot of different environments and situations. We would love to learn a little bit about that expertise that you've gained in some of these different roles. So that way we can ensure we are creating meaningful moments for the next generation of students. So I would say step outside of your comfort zone and be ready for your opportunity and just go after it. Like really enjoy your time and no matter what you do, you'll become a consultant in something that you are really passionate about. And that's what happened with me. All right. So you were approached and asked to serve. If somebody wants to contribute to the mission of the board, what do you think they should do? Okay, there's so many things that you can do. Just because you're not a part of a board doesn't mean that you can't make an equally as important impact on your community. And I think Rollins gives that opportunity extremely often to take part of your community and really help better it. That started with me as starting to facilitate immersions. I became an RA. I joined a couple of different organizations. That way I can start creating a platform and experience for the next generation of students to also come through to kind of replicate that same situation. Um, a specific example I have is some of the immersions I've been on. Um, I started with going on immersions to experiencing things. And then because I got so much from it, I wanted to start facilitating some of these immersions. So I became a student facilitator. I, I would say something that Rollins is very big on is our gateway and providing a lot of opportunities for students to get these meaningful experiences. So it's just going into some of these same environments and talking to some of the leaders around our school and, and like our administration to let them know about how your experience was, because at the end of the day, it does matter. And you sharing your experiences will allow them to help either replicate or change something to better the next generation of people behind you. So really doesn't start with having to be on a board. It just starts with you taking a step into trying to better your community. Okay. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, what would you say is the takeaway on service from Marcus Davis? If you do not care about the next generation, then you should not participate in service. But if you care about the next generation of people, then you have to plant seeds and watch them harvest. There's not always going to be opportunities 
that are just presented to you to kind of do things. But there will be a lot of opportunities for you to just make a difference in general. And these small differences will lead to making a big change in the future. And it just starts with you making a change within yourself to try to help better the rest of the community. All right. Thank you, Marcus Davis. Um, We're going to move on to our next segment, which is your business background. And this gives us a chance to better understand who you are and what your early business influences were. So let's start with just some short answers. Tell us where you were born and raised. So I was born and raised in Orlando, Florida. I went to school in Apopka at a small school called Wakaiba High School. All right. Tell us what generation you identify with. Oof. Good question. I used to think I was a millennial for about 20 years, and I guess further science came out that I was a Gen Z or something like that. All right, great. Uh, what were your parents' occupations? Um, my father does human resources for Orange County government, and my mom, she's a psychologist, and she works with students and like kids of the younger generation. All right. And... As a young person, did you have career aspirations? And what did you believe that you could or would or should be? Good question. I think this is a little funny, but for a long time, I wanted to be a police officer. Um, It wasn't until a little bit longer down the lines, I fell in love with what business was um, in high school. It started with, I got my first car and I needed gas. Honestly, I was only getting $20 a week to fill up my tank and I had basketball practice every day and I had to find a way, honestly. So I began a candy business in high school. And from then on, I fell in love with business. I fell in love with the look of wanting to corner office for a long time. And so wait, I want to go back to what you just said there. You needed to put gas in your car. Yeah. And you figured out that you could make a profit, but was there like a specific moment where you said, aha, this is the answer? Yes. There was somebody who was also going to my school who was doing it for a little bit. And I think that he had bought himself a car, but he was doing it for so many years and and said I was contributing to his business and his car for so long. I wanted to contribute to my own car. And I said, I want part of this. So I started going to Sam's Club and Costco and getting snacks in bulk to kind of do it, do it and do it better. And that way I could ensure my gas was always, always, always full. And I made a goal and commitment to myself that let's do this. And I, I wanted to kind of pursue that after that. And I thought it was awesome. Do you remember what your profit margin was? Oh, my profit margin, it was impeccable. Um, Let's see. I put it like this. I would I would go to Costco or Sam's and I'll spend thirty, forty dollars on chips, candy, and drinks. I think that's what separated that, that was my uh, differentiation. I also sold cold drinks and I'll bring it to school. Oh, and airheads. And I sold them each for a dollar. The brisk came in a thirty pack, a thirty-six pack, and so each of them was a dollar. Uh, the I would buy the candy on sale, probably about 13, 14 bucks for 25 to 30 pieces as well. And honey buns was my best profit because they were $4 for 16. And I, I think that I was out. My profit was very good. And matter of fact, I wasn't even a seller of candy. I was a distributor. So I had a couple of people selling the candy and I made, I made a good, good amount of money from that. So where where were they selling them, just out of curiosity? Um, during school, at basketball and football games, and it, it was awesome. It, it made a lot of sense for me, and I was able to help my gas tank and a couple friends outside of that. All right, so very entrepreneurial at a young age and uh, filling up your gas tank. What would you say is the takeaway to some young person who's listening and is trying to figure out, how do I fill up my gas tank? I feel like a lot of young people think about, man, I can't wait for the future. I'm going to do so much in the future. When I get 25, I'm going to do this and that. But I think something to recognize is why wait? You can do it now. Um, I think that it just takes you taking a step and really wanting to do better for yourself because I think there's no better time to do something than now. 
don't worry about what's going on or what you're going to do in the future because everything you do now is going to help contribute to the success of your future and everyone has plans of doing something and has a vision of what they're going to be in 10 years from now but everyone wants to be successful but no one wants to do the work to become successful and that starts at an early age so i would say just take a step and take chances while while you have the time and you you never know like something good could come out of it. You'll get something good out of it or you'll get a good learning experience out of it that you'll be able to apply in the future. So just take a step. There's no better time than now. Excellent. Our guest is Marcus Davis and we'll be back in a moment to learn more about his professional journey. Please stay with us. As a member of the Crummer community, you know that it's the people you meet at Crummer who make the greatest difference in your career. So I wanna tell you about Rollins Connect. It's a networking platform that will help you stay connected to over 40,000 Rollins alumni worldwide. And it's available right now. Please go to rollinsconnect.rollins.edu, check it out, and if you need someone to connect to, connect to me, J.B. Adams. That's Rollins Connect, your connection to the Crummer community. Welcome back to Crummer Connections. I'm J.B. Adams, and our guest is Marcus Davis, current MBA candidate at the Crummer Graduate School of Business. He also serves as a student representative on the Rollins College Alumni Board, as well as Crummer's diversity, equity, and inclusion team. Before the break, we were chatting about your early business influences, and now we're going to learn more about your professional and career journey. So I want to actually go back to where we were in the previous segment. You had some... Uh, potential when you were in high school where you were moving into being an athlete is that right yeah actually i feel like all my life i was big in sports and that was something that really propelled me and allowed me to stand out and get to where i was as well um i was a captain of the basketball and volleyball team we were state runner-ups and i did have schools looking at me and i had a mentor and his name was james gore when i was in middle school he was my avid teacher, which stood for advanced via individual determination. And in this class, we really focused on taking the next step into differentiating what you wanted your life to be. He also played sports in college, and he said, you can lose your athletic ability, but you can never lose your knowledge. So that was something that always stuck with me, and I wanted to take that with me throughout all of my experience in school. So in middle school and high school, my GPA never dropped under 3.7. And my weighted GPA is what allowed me to get an academic scholarship here at Rollins and other institutions as well. And I made a decision probably in junior or senior year in high school that although I was good at basketball, that just wasn't what I wanted to do. I, I was pretty big on business at that point, and I knew that I wanted to take my career in the direction of gaining more knowledge. And I knew that going to college would allow me to do that. And if I had to choose between granting knowledge or playing sports, I chose to get more knowledge because I could have played sports in college, but I would not have had as much time to focus on business is what I wanted to do. So I made a decision at an early age that knowledge is kind of the direction I wanted to go. So in this class, we learned how to be more organized, how to study more, and we had greater and larger expectations. If you wanted to focus on sports if you want to focus on college this allowed me to do both because i wanted to take the extra step to do two things simultaneously i want to focus on my athletic career at the time and i want to focus on gaining more knowledge so that way i could have a plan b that was supplemental and equally as good as my plan a and i would not have gained that without the help of mr gore who had allowed me to gain a lot of kind of skills professionally and individually Okay, so tell us, what was the biggest thing you learned from Mr. Gore? The biggest thing I learned from Mr. Gore is to have a plan B. Um, in his time, he was in college. He really worked hard, and he had the opportunity to go to the professional league. And months before that, he ended up blowing out his knee. And if it wasn't for his academic knowledge, they might have dropped his scholarship. So for a long time, he really preached, have a plan B that will still allow you to do very well. And because of that, I was able to think about and work towards not only my athletic career, but also growing my knowledge because he would always say, you can blow out your knee, but you can never lose your knowledge. So really work towards 
growing your knowledge so that way you can still separate yourself in the future. Excellent. I, there's one thing I want to understand a little bit more. We're, we're going to indulge in a little, um, a little scenario. Okay. If I was the devil on your shoulder and I said, look, Marcus, you get all this attention, you get all this praise, people want to be around you, you're the big basketball player, uh, that allure wasn't strong for you? I think that I had it, you know, I, I feel like in high school, I had the best of both worlds and I was a varsity basketball player. I was a captain of the team. I led, I helped lead us to the state championships where we were runner-ups, unfortunately. But I also had a 4.5 GPA. I was participating in dual enrollment in AP classes. And although the attention is cool, I think valuable and meaningful relationships matter more to me. And everybody that surrounded me supported what I wanted to do. And don't get me wrong, like I still love being around the sports world and engaging with people in sports and some of that stuff. But at the end of the day, I enjoy the business that goes into sports as well. So I would choose that any day over continuing a sports career. I think I was being realistic with myself. I'm six foot. In order to get to there, I had to do a lot of a lot of work and I wasn't I just put it in perspective. I wasn't getting recruited by Duke, but weight okay. weighing against what kind of like my odds and what I what I thought I could accomplish. I believe that I can get further with my mind instead of like using my body. So, so this was the realistic path. It was a realistic. And I think that also it was just my dream as well. Like when if I wanted to play in the league, my goal was to own a team, not be a franchise player. Then I figured if I owned a team, I could put myself on the team. I don't got to worry about the rest. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you have no, uh, this is just an observation. You have no sentimentality for your glory days. I think I, I definitely do. Like I, I learned a lot from them. I have fun. Don't get me wrong. But I think that it's about my long-term goals. I, I chose school not because it's not my glory days. I chose school because I prefer to have fun later and do the work now instead of have fun now and not have anything to do later. So <laughs> that's kind of just like where this all came from. And I feel like if I put in the work, I make good money, I build great connections. Then in the future, I can travel the world, build great relationships and still participate in some of kind of like activity that I wasn't able to do then. So your glory days are still ahead of you. My glory days haven't even reached me. All right. Thank you, Marcus. Uh, we are going to move on to our next segment, which is best business advice. This gives us an opportunity to learn what advice you would give to professionals, young or old, to help them succeed in business and in the workplace. And I want to acknowledge that unlike most of our guests, you are a current MBA student. So when we talk about best business advice, I know that you do have a long list of experiences uh, that have led up to this point in your life. So I'm going to let you take this question wherever you want to take it, and you get to decide what it is that you want to say about advice. Uh, I was going to say, I feel like I have advice, but then I also have advice for going in your career. Um, I think for your career specifically, um, don't be afraid to ask questions. I think for, I, I know I am unique at being a part of this podcast because usually it's professionals. We come here to do a job, and our job is to get that MBA so it can separate us in the future. So we go places and we don't feel like we want to ask questions because, yes, we have an MBA, but we don't have all the answers. And that's something that should be recognized. So being able to ask those questions will help clear up a lot of things. Go ahead. Wait, I have a question. Um, why are people afraid to ask questions? I think a lot of people are afraid to ask questions because they're afraid to be judged for the question that may come out. Um, I think as an MBA student or as somebody who is educated or in a position, you're expected to know every single thing about and around a situation or issue. And whenever someone asks you to do something, you put the pressure on yourself to know everything. And a lot of those issues and problems could be mitigated if you just ask more questions and get further clarification. That and are you saying that there's a perception that people who ask questions are revealing their lack of knowledge and it's perceived as a weakness. 
Exactly. I think that is a huge myth that a lot of people kind of like live after. Like you think if you don't know the answer to a question or answer to a solution, that you are less value to kind of people you're working around. And I think that is an inaccurate way to look at things. I think that asking questions actually say more about who you are and adds to your value. So don't be afraid to ask questions because they truly matter. Well, I would just like to say that I take your advice personally. And here's why. My whole job is asking questions. So uh, I, I agree with you completely that asking questions is a skill. And so um, learn how to not be afraid of it. You had another bit of advice that you wanted to share with us. Yeah, I would say in whatever role you are going to be in, I would say certainly learn how to manage up. A lot of people, I feel like we are lifelong learners, and that's something that we learn here at Cromer and Rollins in general and in a lot of liberal arts schools. But it's important for a lot of our generation to gain the skill of managing up because you never know how like you, you just never know the perception that you're putting out so i think the next i i want you to tell us like what does manage up mean some, some exactly folks not know what that means okay let's see if i can give an example so if your supervisor tells you to do something and you have to ask them every step of how to do something i think that sometimes that could lead to that same perception that we were talking about that you don't know what you're doing but if your supervisor asks you to do something and instead of asking them questions about how to do exactly what they're looking for, how about you look into what the next steps are? Um, you, there might be a few different alternatives. You unpack and show each of those possibilities and then you present that to your supervisor like, OK, you asked me to do this. Now I put in three alternatives for you to choose from and you present that to your supervisor. That sets you apart from a lot of other kind of applicants or people in a job because it shows that you are looking and willing to do the work and that you're intellectually capable and curious to kind of make decisions for yourself. And now all you have to do is choose from a supervisor's point of view. And that's something that I had to learn in some of my internship experiences that I think could be useful for anybody looking or being any role. Okay. Excellent advice for any one of us as a professional. Marcus, we're about to wrap up our time together. What message would you like to share with the Crummer community today? I think I would share to the Crummer community. I know I just gave some advice, but I would like to give some more advice. I think I learned from a mentor when I first got into Crummer and first got my job as a hall director, learn how to run and then run faster. This was advice that was given to me kind of near the conclusion of my undergrad. So it was extremely applicable to me. So when you're introduced to a new role, environment or setting, you must be able to adapt and evolve. Remember that you come with a unique perspective. Utilize that unique perspective to essentially help you thrive in that environment that you learn to only survive in when you first begin. So what I mean by this, you learn how to run and you catch up to everybody else that's doing the role, but then you use your unique perspective and experiences to set you apart from the rest and run faster. Marcus Davis, thank you for joining us on the Crummer Connections and sharing your story. It's a great pleasure. Of course, and I just wanna thank Crummer again for allowing me to be a part of this awesome experience with JB and Kyle, so thank you. This is Clara Mount. Please stay tuned for the second half of the Crummer Hour. When we come back, we'll meet with Marcus Davis to get his responses to questions from our panel made up of Crummer students and alumni. You're listening to WPRK 91.5, the voice of Rollins College, Winter Park, Florida. Hi, my name is Brandon Anderson, an Early Advantage MBA student here at the Crummer Graduate School of Business at Rollins College. My time during undergraduate was a complete immersive experience. When I was searching for the next opportunity after graduation, an MBA at Crummer was the best option for me. Crummer has helped me to gain the aptitude and grow as a leader, which have both been essential in reaching my potential. For more information on the Crummer Early Advantage MBA program, visit crummer.rollins.edu.
In today's Crummer Hour, we're talking with Marcus Davis. He's the student representative on the Rollins College Alumni Board and current student at the Crummer School. In the first half of the show, we heard Marcus talk about his early experiences in business and explain the importance of learning how to run so you can separate yourself from the rest of the pack. Now in the second half of the show, we have him here with us live in the VMG Zoom studio to have him respond to the questions from our panel of Crummer students and alumni. Marcus, welcome to the show. Hi, welcome everybody. So happy to be here. Thanks for having me. It is a pleasure to have you back. Also with us, I want to introduce our panel of Crummer students, which includes Kyle Sawyer, current student in EA MBA 37. Great to be back. Thanks for having me. Heidi Gardner, current student in EA MBA 37. Hey guys, thanks for having me. Sophie Fountain, current student in EA MBA 39. Hello everyone, so happy to be here. And as always, I'm your host, Clara Mount, MBA 2020. All right, Marcus, this is where the questions begin. Our first question is about your role as student representative on the Rollins Alumni Board. And that question comes from Heidi. Hi, Marcus. As a student representative to the board, what are your responsibilities? Um, how do you participate in the board's activities and meetings, and what do you like about it? Hi, um, thanks. Um, that's an awesome question. I think that my role as a student representative on the alumni board is essentially to act as a student um, and then utilize the experiences that I've gained throughout my time at Rollins and speak with alumni and talk about how we could continue to have the experiences that were great and how can we improve experiences that weren't so great. I guess a little bit of background on this is the reason I was chosen as an alumni representative on the board was because I was involved with a lot of different um, clubs and different organizations where students could kind of talk. So in these, because of that, I was able to provide a different perspective and bring it to the board from a student perspective to allow alumni and other stakeholders a better understanding of the student experience and how we could improve or change that moving forward. No, I think that's amazing. Good stuff. All right. The next question is from Kyle. Hey, Marcus. Uh, so being a student representative uh, for the Rollins board is such a cool opportunity because you get to bring ideas to the table that you wish you had when you were a student. Um, so whether it's been implemented or not, what is an idea that you have shared to improve the Rollins community? Hmm, that's a good one. Um, so actually, thankfully, I've had the pleasure to work with members of the Share the Light initiative and make an immediate impact. So I had a mentor, his name was Gerald Ladner, that I worked with along with the, uh, on the initiative. And we had a vision to create a more comfortable and productive environment for students from diverse backgrounds specifically. So story time, during the beginning of the pandemic, as you might have guessed, a lot of people around the world were struggling with finding employment. So at Rollins, to combat that, we there was a creation of the Share the Light initiative. And the creation of this initiative essentially was just to show the strength that a Rollins education and network has to ensure our grads were prepared and also equipped to compete in the job market. So something that I've been taking apart is since then has how can we continue to prepare students for a competitive work environment that don't have that extensive network? So since then, I've taken part in numerous conversations around ways that we can prepare students not only to find a desirable job, but how to be successful in those roles thereafter. And all I can say about that is there's so much to unfold, and I'm excited moving forward. Yeah, that's an exciting initiative. What a what a great uh, you know legacy to build on after you graduate. Oh yeah, for sure. Course, great question. Our next question comes from Sophie. Hey, Marcus. Thanks again for joining us today. Um, what is something that you learned from your work on the board that you have been able to apply, apply to the other areas of your life or career? Okay, so I think being on the board has provided me and awarded me the opportunity to network and grow in, uh, in a ways that I never imagined prior to being on here. So since I have joined the board, I've been able to kind of engage with alumni on different stages and different platforms that like I said, I, I didn't anticipate. And because of this, I've kind of grown and changed myself. And some of the lessons that I've kind of learned from here is, I would say two brand descriptors. One, always be kind of like coachable. And I think in these moments, 
of self, like you're growing in self-awareness. You're able to grow yourself and find ways to leverage the way that your strengths and weaknesses can like operate moving forward. And then engaging with a different group of people is always providing essentially is always providing something that is valuable um, because when there's diverse populations of people coming together to talk about complex issues, that's where real innovation and creative um, solutions are created. So I think moving forward, I will utilize kind of like that platform and that understanding and experience to apply that to bigger conversations moving down the line. And then it allows you to narrow in and solidify and find um, creative solutions moving forward for a complex issue. So I think that I've gained that from the board and I'm happy to apply that to my life moving forward. Yeah, I think it's really important to stay connected to the Rollins community. So thank you for that. Our next question is about your backstory and it comes from me. So in the, in the interview, you mentioned your mentor, James Gore, who was a teacher that influenced you. Um, do you have any role models from business who have been really influential to you? Um, or just people that you admire in business? Uh, yes, I have two mentors currently. Uh, one of them is named Harold Mills. Um, and he was the CEO of Zero Chaos. And he has been instrumental in my understanding of business and also my development. And then next, I would have I, I would be not right if I didn't mention the effect that Gerald Ladner has made on my life moving forward as well, just as a business leader. So he works at State Auto, and both of them have just provided invaluable experience to me and shared ways that I could continue growing. Um, specifically, I worked with Gerald throughout that um, Share the Light initiative where we were able to create a brand strategy to essentially help me find an internship. And this was a strategy that essentially our, our, our reasoning of doing it was to kind of put a framework onto finding a job. So that way we can put that, apply that framework with other diverse communities on campus. And it was just an awesome way to engage with leaders of the community that were specifically with business. And I'm excited to at least essentially just make that mark and leave it with the next generation of students coming through. What would you say the thing is that you most admire about those leaders? The thing that I value most about those leaders is just the presence that they have here. Um, I think that they have contributed a lot of their success to their previous experiences. So they relish heavily about being big in a moment and growing from every opportunity. I think something you'll hear me talk about throughout this entire interview is being self-aware and understanding how your strengths, weaknesses, and other values can affect or impact your life moving forward. So each of them have been able to share about their previous background and talk about how that has influenced their career and how I could leverage my experiences to do this thing. Oh, that's awesome. It's such a crucial skill to be self-aware and yeah, take that as an opportunity for growth. I love that. You're listening to the Crummer Hour on WPRK 91.5 Rollins College. Our guest is Marcus Davis, and we'll continue our conversation with him in just a moment. Stay with us. Hi, I'm Guy Fagan, an Early Advantage MBA student at the Crummer Graduate School of Business at Rollins College. My time during undergrad at Rollins College was incredible. I took every opportunity to get involved on campus. I joined the Tau Cap Absalom fraternity, and I was also a member of the varsity men's tennis team. Crummer has an amazing reputation in the area, so it was a no-brainer. For more information on the Crummer Early Advantage MBA program, visit crummer.rollins.edu. Welcome back to the Crummer Hour. I'm your host, Clara Mount. Our guest is Marcus Davis, current MBA candidate at the Crummer School and student representative on the Rollins College Alumni Board. And with us, we have our panel of Crummer students and alumni with more questions about Marcus's career. Next up, it is actually time to play a game. We're going to make you play, sorry, invite you to play Crummer Insider Free Association. This, this, isn't, this isn't a hostage situation. So I'm going to give you a series of prompts, and I'm going to ask you to say the first thing that comes into your mind. It's all about Crummer. So you ready? Yes, ma'am. Let's do it. All right. I started my Crummer education in the year. 20 COVID. Oh, man. Uh, I'm just kidding. I, I started in 2020. <laughs> 
I will finish classes and graduate in the year. 22. 2022. There are this many students in my cohort. 130. Wow. Uh, my cohort is known for being... Resilient. That's a good one. For our international study, we went to... Prague. Oh, nice. The Czech Republic. My favorite course so far is... Negotiations in business. Oh, I love that one. All right, my favorite professor so far is... Dr. Walkup. Love that man. All right. During my time at Crummer, my greatest time management lesson was. I'm still learning that one. No, my <laughs> biggest time. Um, just, just take it. Be intentional about it. Otherwise, you will have no organization. That's such great advice. And congratulations, you passed the game. You won. Uh, we don't have any prizes. We're not that cool. I'm sorry, but thank you for playing. <laughs> This is an awesome game. <laughs> <laughs> so, we, we, should, we should win some. We should win something though. We got. We need a crummer mug or something. <laughs> yeah, I won't, I won't. I won't hold that against you. <laughs> you get to so, graduate now. You'll get your diploma in the 2022. Yeah, yeah. That's that's actually your your final exams for your senior. I'm just kidding. I can't say that. I'm sorry, crummer. Um, our next questions are are some more about your crummer experience. So uh, the next question comes from Heidi. Yes. Um, so perfect, Marcus. So what actually motivated motivated you to get your MBA? Hmm. I think earning an MBA for me has been a dream since I was a young kid. Uh, I've always been interested in business, but I wanted to get an enhanced understanding of business from a multitude of perspectives, which I figured that a uh, MBA would award me. And because of that, I want to be able to deal with complex issues at a high at a high level. That way I can make a difference. No, that's perfect. I think definitely the experiences that we've gained here has allowed you to really, you know, put your best foot forward. And, you know, I like having you as a classmate, so it's good stuff. <laughs> Likewise. Our next question is from Kyle. So, Marcus, out of your, your short career at, at Cromer, I can't believe we're, we've only been in school for two years. It's a quick program. Uh, do you have a favorite memory? I would say yes. I'm not sure if you want me to explain it. I think just yes. No. Just, <laughs> just nothing. Just yeah, we can. <laughs> no, so, yeah, it is crazy. It's been a two-year program, so we've really only been in school for a year and a half. Um, but I do have a favorite memory because Crummer has just certainly been a place that accelerated my growth. I've served as a graduate assistant in Crummer, and I have been able to develop some of the most memorable moments ever. I, I've grown so much. So in my role, I've been able to engage with various stakeholders, including students, faculty, executive staff, and regular staff to just help bring innovative ideas to Crummer. I've helped to create and facilitate safe spaces in which all these stakeholders could come together and speak about the needs of the community, develop goals, and then visions to move forward. So I would say that would be probably being the most memorable moment because it not only felt good to influence change and innovation, but to see the difference that it's made on the community has been exceptional. I, I think we all aspire to be great alumni moving forward. And I, I'm grateful that Crummer provides a space where we all can kind of grow uh, all as leaders. So thank you. Sure. All right. Our next question comes from Sophie. Now, Marcus, you said Dr. Walkup was your favorite teacher, and I think him coming into class with his money suit was a core memory for everyone. But what was your, or what classes would you recommend to students? Firstly, I would say I would recommend that students take things outside of their comfort zone. I feel like when you come to school, it's your chance to make mistakes so that way you can grow. Um, but some of my favorite classes was negotiation and business, Dr. Uh, Dr. Graham or Mr. Graham was also a nice professor that I enjoyed. Organizational behavior, so you can kind of have that self-awareness of yourself and how people or what motivates people. And then lastly, I took financial modeling because it was a good introduction into finance and it gives you a good kind of basis and framework. Um, I, I was uncomfortable with it prior, but I, I've gotten a lot more comfortable. And something I wish I could have taken was some more entrepreneurship classes. 
Yeah, I definitely think taking classes out of your comfort zone is important. I think Heidi can also attest to this, but marketing analytics was pretty tough. <laughs> Dr. Kaiser, she's a tough one, which is a good one. Thank you. So no, much. I, I hear I hear really good learning opportunities from classes like that, and the ones that challenge you the most are the ones that you can gain the most knowledge and experience from. So I think that's awesome to do. Um, the next question is for me. So you've talked a little bit about your involvement with the diversity, equity, and inclusion initiative at Crummer, and I'm I'm wondering what kind of impact have you made on the student body, or do you hope to make through your involvement in those initiatives? Yeah, um, similar to kind of what I was saying, it's just that like I, we came into these positions extremely passionate, um, but we wanted to kind of focus on what can be rather than what it was. And thankfully, like, it wasn't just a change in the environment and the feeling of Crummer, but there was actually tangible changes that we can, like, turn around and move back to and say, these are things that were changed. So some of those things were, like, with Crummer Speaks, we were able to have, like, our first women panels. We were able to have more diverse of a category for what our what leaders meant um, and then, mm. so that way everyone felt supported, things like that. There was changes to the, like club organizations and increases in organizations, uh, a change in the markup and diversity of the mentors. That way you can get somebody that you feel comfortable and supported by. And then also just like diversity and inclusion into the classroom is going to change because of some of the initiatives that we directly worked on. So it's definitely been like real impacts. And I think that has been some of like the most successful things that we've been able to turn back and say that made a difference. So I'm excited and grateful for that. Oh, I love that. That sounds like a really, really exciting time to be at Crummer right now. I was just going to say moving forward, I think like the reason that we're doing this wasn't, I mean, we didn't expect to see things come into fruition this quickly. So one, hats off to Crummer for being open and being receptive for that. But then we're excited to see like what continues to happen moving forward because most of this stuff was for the next generation of students because it is such a quick program. Um, so we're excited to just see like the change that continues to happen as students feel more and more passionate about it and make more and more differences. I love that. Uh, our next question comes from Heidi. So, Marcus, you did talk about uh, the role your mentor played in your life, especially like with your internship and your job um, search. Could you tell us what, where was your internship? What was your role? And also, what did you learn for it, from yeah. it? But also, what advice would you give to other students that are seeking internships? Yeah, good question. So I, actually, I had the privilege to intern with Cambridge Mobile Telematics. And my position there was a customer success intern. So we work directly with insurance companies to find ways to ensure that their product was, that the product that we were creating was successful for them. And I had an awesome time. They were based in Boston. Kind of advice I would have for people looking for internships is one, that they're out there and be just, just, just prepare. Um, there are many opportunities to just learn. So utilize your like networks and then make sure that you're marketing yourself correctly because at the end of the day, it's about personal growth and it's about wait, how can you leverage that to help somebody? So try to fill the gaps and create solutions for what those gaps are. So that's kind of like how I got it. And I would, I would say just, just go for it because you never know what will come out of it. No, that's perfect. And I think um, it goes to the saying, I think it's uh, if you fail, if you prepare to fail, you fail to prepare, I think is what it is. Prepare. Yeah. 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 That's something I'll say. Failing to prepare is you preparing. Yes. Yeah, so I definitely feel like, there you go. You got it. So I think, I think that definitely is amazing. Good. That's great advice. Thank you. Appreciate it. Our next question is from Kyle. Yeah, Marcus, it sounds like you had a great uh, internship with Cambridge uh, Telematics. Do you, do you want to um, stay in uh, data, data, uh, data analytics or tech? Is there a particular industry you're targeting after graduation? Yeah, so the three areas that like, I'm narrowing kind of like my focus on are, is consulting, 
private equity and business development, whether it's tech or something else. I'm kind of open to what it is in, but I think consulting, private equity, and business development would probably be the three areas of focus for me. And you're in the consulting track, correct? Yes, sir. Hey, Kramer, what what interests you most about consulting? Um, about consulting, uh, I love finding ways to improve and grow a business. Um, I think long-term, I want to open businesses of my own. So right now, throughout the consulting project, I'm working with a nonprofit called Give Kids the World. And man, talk about the impact that we're making or that they're making and that we're helping to kind of like assist on and continue to grow. So I think the best part about consulting is being able to look at issues that an organization or company may have and being able to come up with strategies for growth or opportunities or any other gaps that may be filled. And I think that's a the impact that it makes for me and the challenge that it brings just attracts me. So I, I enjoy that kind of work. Yeah, man, no, that's super great opportunities uh, that you're dealing with. So uh, super beneficial. Appreciate it. Okay. I'm the next question is from me and I'm wondering as an upcoming grad, what is your number one piece of advice to incoming MBA students? I would say understand what motivates you. Um, I think that when you understand what motivates you, you could utilize that to fuel you um, in whatever it is that you want to do. So as you are moving through life, moving through your career, if you understand what motivates you and understanding, so having awareness of how that can affect or impact any situation that you're in after that, that you can move through life more aligned and more at peace with yourself because you are able always have something to revert to. Why am I doing this? Because of this. Why am I moving? Because of this. When someone tells you to go left and you go right, why do I? Why am I doing this? Because you have to understand what it is that's motivating you. And if you understand what motivates you, then you could move through life really, really good and through your career. For sure. I know one of the things that I learned that I really took away from Kramer was just to know your why. Why are you doing what you're doing? And everything else can follow from that. So that's awesome advice. Our next set of questions is about your personal and professional development. And the Mm -hmm. next question comes from Heidi. Yes. So that was really good stuff, Marcus. And I think that's very important as we move forward. And I I think it will be very applicable to this question. But um, you did mention that it's important to be a lifelong learner. Right now, you are in school, so you're learning every day. But once you graduate, how do you plan to continue learning? And I think that this is a very important question as we, you know, post-grad. Yeah, good question. I think that, honestly, there are learning opportunities every single day, but it's all about your perspective. And I think because of that, we as a culture need to understand the importance of learning how to learn that way after class, like it's not as traditional as you're always going to be sitting in the classroom and someone's going to kind of be talking to you all. You have to be able to seek and find these learning objectives throughout the course of your life. So I would, whether I say challenging yourself or reading or anything like that, you have to somehow seek ways to continue to grow, make mistakes, because even if you are making mistakes, as long as you're learning from it, that means you got something out of the day. And maybe tomorrow you make the same mistake, but you didn't fall as quick. That means that you're learning something and you just keep learning that or keep making and taking these challenges until you get to a point where you are no longer failing, but you're now doing very well. Then you'll be able to separate yourself from a lot of other people. And I think that is the way that you continue to learn. And there's an importance of learning. No, I think that's important. Thank you for sharing a couple of things that I hope um, some of our viewers will be that could implement into their life because I know I will be implementing it. All right. The next question is from Sophie. So you mentioned that you have a very expansive network. What do you recommend to, to students who are trying to expand their network? So as cliche as it sounds, elevator pitches work, but hard work will always be intelligent solely. So if you use that to get into put get your foot in the door and it's not about love so it's about being prepared for your moment when you're in the right place at the right time um reach out and seek mentorships learning opportunities 
Um, but I found that as alumni, really do enjoy helping students. So whether you're looking for advice, connections, or just want to learn more about their journey, reach out to alumni or really anyone, um, and they will enjoy helping and assisting you. The worst that they can say is no or no thank you or not respond at all. But 85 90% of the time, for me, the answer has been yes. And this led to mentorships, expanded networks, or even more opportunities. So really just shoot, shoot, shoot your shot and um, just try try your best. And people are extremely receptive to fostering your growth. I used to be someone who didn't really reach out or try and connect with people. And then my mom started telling me, if you don't ask, the answer is always no. So I definitely agree that that's a good piece of advice to take moving forward and to develop that uh, network. Of course, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. All right, our next question comes from Heidi. Yes, so it seems like you're the type of person who's willing to take initiative to achieve something important for yourself or your community. Like you said, why wait? Did that initiative come naturally to you or was it something that you had to learn? I think that it was something that was natural, but you have to find ways to apply it to certain situations. I think that why I think some people would or could potentially like potentially speak about it as being impatient. So you have to understand what situations that you are why now in. So I, I think for someone with initiative, especially as it comes to service, why wait 100%? But in other like serious situations, you might have to wait and those may limit you. But this initiative for that has definitely been something that has been acquired and understanding how to use it and develop through time. But I've learned at a young age that we can make a difference at really any stage, no matter your status, class, age, gender, et cetera. At times I struggle to remember that, but mentors, peers have always reminded me to, that there's always a way to make a difference. So I would surround her, surround myself with people that were supportive and things like that. And just advice that I would give someone who's hesitant to take initiative is you never, it, it's to just take a chance. No, I think that's great. And I think you mentioned earlier how you continue to put yourself in different situations. And I feel like because you're so, because you love to put yourself in new diverse situations and just try on new things has allowed you to learn and, you know, make mistakes and also like you continue to learn and, you know, you run and then you run a little bit faster. So I think it's all, you know, full circle. I think it's, it's beautiful. Thanks for sharing that. Of course. All right. Unfortunately, we do have to bring this conversation to a close. So we are coming down to the very last question. And this is about your closing message. Marcus, what would you like to say to the Crummer community? One, thank you for having me, and not just for this interview, but in general. I think it, I think coming to Crummer and being a part of Crummer community has allowed me to experience some of the most growth that I've ever experienced in my life. And I've only been here for a year and a half, as Kyle was saying. So as I move forward, I will hold the experiences that I've gained from this just near and dear to my heart because I want to come back and make the same differences that Crummer and the Crummer community has made them. So thank you. Well said. With that, Marcus, I want to say thank you so much for joining us here on the Crummer Hour and sharing with us about your experiences as both a student and the student representative on the Rollins College Alumni Board. I appreciate you being here. Thank you so much for having me. Y'all take care. I'd also like to thank our panel representing the Crummer Graduate School of Business, which includes Kyle Sawyer, Heidi Gardner, and Sophie Fountain. Thank you so much for being here, everybody. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Thank Great you. discussion. Thanks for listening. We'll be back again soon with another episode. Today's show is brought to you by the Crummer Graduate School of Business at Rollins College. Now's a great time to consider enhancing your career success by pursuing an advanced degree in business. And the Crummer School offers a variety of educational programs to help you become a global, innovative, responsible business leader. To learn more about the programs and the application process, go to crummer.rollins.edu. The Crummer Graduate School of Business. Experience excellence. The Crummer Hour is a production of Victor Media Group. It's the mission of Victor Media Group to make the world a better place by making ourselves better people. 
If you like this show, please follow us on your favorite social media platform. Today's show was created by J.B. Adams, executive produced by Gerard Mitchell, and hosted by Clara Mount. Our showrunner is Kyle Sawyer with production assistance by Rachel O'Brien and audio design by Aaron Trinka. Our gratitude goes out to Mike Brown and Loveland Finley in Alumni Relations for their gracious help and support. Until next time, Fiat Lux.